Robinson, who's in the slot. Look at that direction on a slam. Huge hit. Ball picked off. The ball appears on the carom. Make an interception. Jawan Mitchell. They call him Juju. It's a discrepancy. Schuster, they were going to take a shot, but he's hit by Nelson. And Nebraska has picked up the football. Their first takeaway of the game. Wells way down the field. It is into coverage. It is intercepted. It is over. Lamarian James has sealed the victory for Old Dominion. And fittingly, it comes on a takeaway. Welcome to the Debbie IDP Grind, episode 76. Uh, once again, it's uh, Justice here, flying solo again today. Uh, hopefully next week, Hollywood should be back as he's attending uh, to some personal matters. Um, got a couple of news and notes that we didn't talk about yesterday. Um, the first is the Arizona State uh, self-imposed a one-year bowl ban for the uh, 2023 season for possible recruiting violations that were incurred under former head coach Herm Edwards. Um, I don't know. That just seems like a very hollow gesture, I guess. Um, I mean, I understand why Arizona State's doing it, right? They're doing it to hopefully um, sway the NCAA to be more lenient if they come across any violations or uh, any punishment, then they'll count this as like time served, so to speak. Um, but it also kind of feels like, well, Arizona state's probably not very likely to make a bowl game anyway. And so they're just kind of offering up something that's kind of hollow. Um, it does suck though for, you know, seniors uh, because like they have no hope of playing in a bowl game now at all. Um, so the timing of that kind of sucks because now those guys, like, they clearly can't go somewhere else. Um, I guess unless they're a grad transfer, um, they're kind of stuck at Arizona State and there's no hope for a bowl game for their last season. So in that respect, it does kind of suck. But just the bigger picture seems like it's kind of a hollow gesture um, from Arizona State to offer something up that was probably not very likely to happen to begin with. Uh, next, former Texas A&M cornerback Smoke Bowie, who recently transferred to Georgia, um, has, was dismissed from the team, and he is now transferring again. So he's on his second team in as many years. Uh, really, only he's only was at uh, Texas A&M for one year. Didn't even make it a year at Georgia. Um, so if he's on your roster, he's probably droppable at this point. Uh, it just seems like there's not to make a pun of his name, but where there's smoke, there's fire. And uh, looks like someone that uh, you should probably avoid. And I would expect that most college programs will avoid as well, um, seeing as he ha has not been able to uh, get along or whatever the issue is at, at two major programs. So that, that's, that's definitely a, a, a flashing uh, warning sign there. Five-star defensive line, David, defensive lineman David Stone recently committed to Oklahoma. 
He's 6'4", 275 pounds. He's the third-ranked defensive lineman, 10th overall. He currently attends IMG Academy, but he's originally from Oklahoma. He was down to Miami and Oklahoma as his final two schools. Um, he did compete in track and field in the shot put and discus uh, before IMG when he was at Dell City in Oklahoma. Um, he joined IMG in 2022. His junior season, he played four games, 25 total tackles, 11 solos, four assists, five sacks, eight tackles for loss, and three quarterback hurries. And then in one game so far in 2023, he had three total sack, three tackles, all solos, two tackles for loss, and four quarterback hurries. Um, and so you might be wondering, well, you know, he didn't play very many games last year. Well, you know, if, you, if you're not familiar, IMG is like, you know, they're 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 a football academy. Um, Factory maybe is a better way to say it. And so it's not surprising that the, these, you know, these guys aren't playing, you know, when they're younger um, because they got to wait for the seniors to kind of move on. Um, IMG is just, you know, they're loaded with talent. And so it's, it's, it's no shocker that David Stone didn't play as, you know, very many games last season. And the last bit of news and notes, um, and this is a very small sample size, but it's it's interesting to talk about nonetheless. So, um, you know, the NCAA instituted some new clock rules going into the season. Um, primarily, the one that uh, that the clock doesn't automatically stop after first downs. And so, there were some questions about how that would impact the game. And so, we have some data to look at. Um, but this is only a very small sample size. So there were seven FBS games uh, in week zero. Those seven games had an average of 63.3 plays per game with an average duration of three hours and 24 minutes. Now, comparing it to last year, right, 896 games, that was an average of 68.7 plays, the duration of three hours and 27 minutes. So on average, you're losing just about five plays per game, slightly more. It's like 5.2 plays per game. Or I'm sorry, 5.4 plays per game. And then the duration is uh, reduced about three minutes. So from a duration standpoint, it's not significant. Um, from a play standpoint, five games per season, I mean, five plays per game. Uh, I mean, I think over the course of the season, that 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 is that's something to think about, know about. But you know, it's affecting everyone the same way. Um, so, anyway, we'll see how the numbers play out as as we get more um, games play and, and get a bit, bigger sample size to kind of see what that looks like. Uh, now we want to thank our sponsors. Uh, first, Trophy Smack. Trophy Smack, uh, if you're looking for um, trophies, whether it's trophies, shirts, uh, rings, uh, championship belts, all of the above, uh, for winners and for losers um, in your fantasy football leagues, Trophy Smack is the place to go. They are a sponsor of the uh, the listener leagues here and as well as IDP Nation list, listener leagues. Their um, products are top-notch, high-quality. Um, and so, you know, if you, if you would like to support us, then go support Trophy Smack. Also, shout out to MFL. Uh, like I said yesterday, if, if you're serious about IDP um, and customization for your NFL leagues, then MFL is the place to go. They're sec they second to none in terms of their ability 
for customization as well as providing um, that customization specifically for IDP leads. And lastly, Action 24-7. Uh, it's for Tennesseans by Tennesseans. Um, if you like to gamble and Action 24-7 is available in your state and gambling is available in your state, um, please sign up for Action 24-7. They have anything and everything you want to bet on, cricket, uh, golf, NFL, college football, uh, WNBA, you name it. They got it. Um, and so if you're if you're into betting, uh, support them. All right. Next on to our five star topic today. And we're finishing up our conference preview series with the Mid-America Conference, the Mountain West Conference and the Sunbelt Conference. And we're going to start things off with the Mid-America Conference and Ball State. And the player we wanted to mention here is linebacker Clayton Cole. Clayton Cole led the, uh, the, the Red Hawks with 110 tackles last season, 49 solo, 61 assisted, two sacks, three pass defenses, and two forced fumbles. Uh, Clayton Cole, if you're in a um, college fantasy league or a C2C league, he can provide you with college production. It's highly unlikely he's going to give you any NFL potential. But, uh, you know, if you need college production for your uh, college side league, uh, Clayton Cole is someone to to look at. Uh, next up is Bowling Green. And the player for Bowling Green is Darren Anders, who has been at Bowling Green for – a number of years. Um, and, you know, this is his final season. 2022 was a little bit of a down year with for him with only 77 total tackles. He had 124 in 2021. But 2022, 77 total tackles, 39 solos, 38 assists, one and a half sack, two forced fumbles, and a fumble recovery and four pass defenses. Um, I'm just going to say this now. If there's any players I feel like have any NFL potential, I'm going to let you know. But the majority of these players which I'm going to mention today are strictly college production guys. Um, if they give you any kind of NFL, that's just a bonus. Um, so that's really how you kind of need to think of these players as, as we talk about them today in these conferences. Next up is Miami of Ohio, and uh, we're going to talk about Matthew Salopic. Now, the thing to know about Salopic is his positional ability has changed. Uh, in years past, he was considered a defensive back by um, by uh, fan tracks, but this year he is no longer a defensive back. He is a linebacker, and so that does change things slightly. Um, he still is of interest, maybe not as of much interest. As you have, he was a defensive back, but he, he still should be a player rostered if you need college production. Uh, Dolak last season, uh, I'm Salopic last season, um, had 124 total tackles, 61 solos, 63 assists, three and a half sacks, and one pass defense, as well as a forced fumble and a fumble recovery. And again, he's someone for college production now. Um, that name slip I had there of Dolak, that's the next player that we're going to talk about. 
Sean Dolak kind of busted onto the scene last season with a uh, with the Buffalo Bills or Bulls, I should say. Um, Dolak finished last season as uh, one of the top producers from a college fantasy production standpoint. He had 148 total tackles, 97 solo, 51 assists, four and a half sacks, seven pass defenses, three forced fumbles. In many of my leagues, he was the number one uh, scorer in terms of uh, IDP for CFF. Again, probably not very much NFL potential, but perhaps. Um, but you're, you're really drafting him for his um, NFL I'm sorry for his college production. All right. Now moving on to Toledo in the Mac. Uh, we're going to talk about defensive back Max and Hook. Uh, Max and Hook was the sec- third leading tackler last season for Toledo behind linebackers Dallas Gant and Deontay Johnson. Who also, uh, Dallas Gant, you know, someone you might want to look at too in, um, for college production. He did have 115 tackles last season. Max and Hook last season had 82 total tackles, 42 solo, 40 assisted, one sack, uh, four pass defenses, two interceptions. Um, again, a guy strictly for college production. Now we're going to move on to the Mountain West Conference. We're going to start things off with Colorado State. Uh, The first player we're going to talk about is safety or defensive back Jack Howe. He kind of busted onto the scene last year. was relatively unknown. Um, And he led Colorado State in tackles last season, 108 total tackles. 42 solo, 66 assists, half a sack, three pass defenses, three interceptions, and a forced fumble. And I, I have seen Jack Howe's name pop up in mock drafts, so maybe there is some NFL potential there with him. Um, the other guy I wanted to mention is Mohamed Kamara. He is a defensive lineman. Last season he had 44 tackles, 20 assists, 24 solos, eight and a half sacks, two forced fumbles, as well as a fumble recovery. Um, great, great college production there for a defensive lineman, getting you those 44 tackles and eight and a half sacks. Um, he possibly has some NFL potential. I have not seen his name uh, name mentioned, um, but he is a little small, uh, only being 6'1". So if you're drafting Kamara, you're only looking at him for – uh, college production, if anything else, again, is a bonus. Um, so, again, Colorado State, Jack Howe, defensive back, and defensive end, Muhammad Kamara. Moving on to San Diego State, um, and this is going to be a transfer, uh, Cody Moon. Um, Cody Moon had a you know a great season last year, and he already played a game this year. And he was the, the top tackler for um, – for the San Diego State Aztecs, as Aztecs with 56, I'm sorry, with um, 11 total or 11 total tackles um, in their game um, recently. Let's see where did Moon tackle from. Um, 
So Cody Moon is a transfer from New Mexico. Last season, he had 104 total tackles, 42 solos, 62 assisted, uh, four and a half sacks, one forced fumble. Uh, and again, like I said, he's already played one game for San Diego State. He had 11 total tackles, six solo fours, five assists, one pass defense. Um, the intriguing thing about Cody Moon is in some leagues he has dual eligibility for defensive line and linebacker. And so if he has defensive line, um, he's worthy of a spot either way for college production. But, you know, if he is if he is a, if he's eligible as a defensive lineman in your leagues, then that's a, a premium. You know, you're looking at defensive lineman that's getting 100 tackles. That's 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 hard to come by. So. Um, again, Cody Moon, um, San Diego State, college production guy, um, especially if you can start him on your long, along as a defensive lineman. Uh, next, we're going to move to Wyoming. We have a, a few players to mention here. We'll start off with uh, the defensive line, and that's Devon Harris. Devon Harris last season had 57 total tackles, 30 solo, 27 assists, eight and a half sacks, one pass defense, and one fumble recovery. Um, again, uh, Harris is, you know, size-wise, maybe he can make a, make himself uh, something in the NFL, but I wouldn't necessarily like be counting on that potential. He is 6'4", 230, but again, great college production from Devon Harris. Uh, the other defensive lineman I want to mention is a defensive tackle, and that's Cole Godbout. He's 6'4", 290. Last season he had 33 total tackles, um, which was a down year for him. Uh, in 2021 he had 70 total tackles um, and five sacks. Last season he had 33 and zero sacks, um, so maybe he can bounce back this coming year. Um, but again, if you're not a defensive tackle required league, he's probably not someone you're going to be looking at. And I'd say even in a defensive tackle, maybe he's probably a, uh, watch list kind of guy. See if he can get back to form of the 2021 form where he had 70 total tackles and five sacks. The last guy I want to mention is Easton Gibbs, uh, linebacker. He is their leading tackler from last season with 121 total tackles, 64 solo, 57 assists, three sacks. One pass defense, one forced fumble, one fumble recovery, which he returned for a touchdown. Um, Gibbs, uh, again, great college production. Uh, whether he has any NFL potential, possibly, um, but you know he, he's someone that where you got to take that as the bonus and and uh, look for that college production out of Gibbs. All right, now moving on to Conference USA. And the first team we're going to talk about is, I'm sorry, not Conference USA, Sunbelt Conference. Uh, we did Conference USA yesterday. The first player we're going to talk about is for the Georgia State Panthers is Jordan Veneziali. He is a linebacker. He was their leading tackler last season with uh, 98 total tackles. 55 solos, 43 assists, two sacks, three pass defenses, three fumble recoveries. 
Now, the one thing that I want to say about Benezzi Alley is a, a, more of a word of caution. Um, uh, Blake Carroll is returning at linebacker for uh, Georgia State. He he played the first few games last season, then got injured. Um, and he was their leading tackler in 2021 with 89 tackles. Uh, he only had 21 tackles before getting hurt last year. And so with the return of Carroll, assuming he's healthy, that could have an impact on Vanessa Alley. Um, and so personally for me, I, I, I'd take a uh, maybe a, a wait-and-see approach. Um, now when Carroll and Vanessa Alley played together, Vanessa Alley still did produce. Um, he had 96 tackles in 21 with Carroll's there as well. But um, so, you know, I, I can't blame you if you want to, you know, roster him now um, for that college production. But just a word of caution that Blake Carroll is, is expected back this season and that could impact Venezia Alley's numbers. Moving on to the next team is uh, James Madison Dukes, who shocked uh, kind of think all of FBS last year with how successful they were in their first year in the FBS. Um, it'll be interesting to see if they can sustain that for this coming year. But the, the, the gentleman we want to talk about is linebacker Taurus Jones, all-conference type player. Uh, last season, he had 81 total tackles, 34 solos, 47 assists, one sack, four pass defense, one interception, uh, one forced fumble, and two fumble recoveries. Uh, Taurus Jones, he's... Right on the fringe, I feel like, of a production guy for college that you might want to add uh, with those 80 tackles as a linebacker. But, you know, if you're in a super deep league, I could see rostering Torres Jones uh, for that purpose. I mean, they have another they have another high-caliber linebacker in Jalen Walker, but he's not someone that would be interested in rostering um, for college production or NFL. But, you know, he is a real – in real life, he is a um, – productive linebacker, you know, good quality linebacker. The one thing I will mention with uh, JMU is I'd like to see um, kind of who steps up in that role that Isaac Ukwu left. Um, Isaac Ukwu was their leading sack man last season. He transferred to Old Miss. Uh, he had 40 tackles and seven and a half sacks. Um, and so there, there are two defensive there, you know, there are some defensive linemen that you might want to look at. Were considered for JMU, and that's James Carpenter. Last season, 52 tackles, five and a half sacks, and Jamari Edwards, 44 tackles, and six and a half sacks. Um, that's that's decent production from a defensive line standpoint. So if you're looking for defensive line help uh, in college production, those two guys, Edwards and Carpenter from JMU, can help you there. Uh, moving on to Marshall, the Thundering Herd. The, the first name I want to talk about is someone that 100% should be rostered in your leagues, and that is defensive lineman Owen Porter. Uh, from a college production standpoint last season, Porter you know, was excellent. He had 60 total tackles, 22 solo, 38 assists, nine and a half sacks, two pass defenses, interception, two forced fumbles, a fumble recovery, and one of which he returned for a touchdown. Um, those tackle numbers and those sack numbers, again, from a defensive lineman, that's, that's top-notch. Uh, and so he should be rostered in your leagues uh, strictly for the college production standpoint alone. Uh, the other player I want to mention is Eli Neal, uh, who is returning at linebacker. He was their leading tackler last season, 
98 total tackles, 49 solo, 49 assists, three sacks, three pass defenses, one interception. Uh, again, you know, if you're looking for college production, you know, Eli Neal can give you that. Uh, NFL potential is probably not there at all. But um, with Porter, maybe there is some NFL potential. Um, you know, he's 6'3", 237. Uh, perhaps, maybe, you know, he, he, he can make someone's roster. Um, but again, you know, you're looking at him for that college production. Uh, moving on to my favorite team um, in the Sun Belt, and that's Old Dominion. Um, someone that we talked about on this preview last year um, and kind of just busted onto the scene to lead the FBS in tackles last season. Um, and if he hadn't get in, gotten injured, he probably would have broke the season single, the single season record for tackles in a season. And that's uh, Jason Henderson. Um, he 100% should be rostered in your leagues if you're counting tackles. Um, again, I don't know about NFL potential. I mean, I guess maybe like maybe he can be a Zach Thomas. I don't know. You know, I, I don't know that I'd want to bet money on that. But um, from a college standpoint, the guy's just going to give you awesome production. He had 179 total tackles last year, 58 solo. 121 assists, uh, half a sack, uh, one pass defense. Um, I will say this. Um, Ricky Ronnie has, has been quoted as saying, that Ricky Ronnie is the head coach of Old Dominion, that, hey, you know, it's great that Jason did all these things and got, the, and got you know, was breaking records, et cetera, with tackles. But, like, we need to get the man some help. Um, and so, you know, that could be coach talk, right? And then that, you know, trying to talk the defense up. Um, who that help's going to come from, you know, I, I don't know off the top of my head. Um, you know, the, we have some transfers. We got Saeed Stevens from, um, I believe he came from Duke. There was also a transfer from North Carolina who escapes my head at the moment. And then, um, you know, of course, you know, existing players, you know, that uh, were there last season um, that could kind of maybe, maybe perhaps give Jason some help. Um, just looking through the roster now. The, the guy's name I'm trying to think is escaping me. So let's let's go to ODU's roster. Let's see here. Uh, Malcolm Britt. Malcolm Britt is the guy I was thinking of. Um, he's a redshirt sophomore. He's someone that you know looked promising in the uh, in the spring game. Uh, let's see if I can get those two transfer names for you. Well, actually, one of them is a defensive lineman. That's Jaleel Taylor, uh, who transferred from North Carolina. Syed Stevens is the guy that transferred from Duke and is playing linebacker. So maybe Stevens or Malcolm Pritt can provide some uh, support to, to um, Jason Henderson and, you know, how that will impact, you know, Henderson, not sure. The second leading linebacker uh, last season had 53 total tackles. The leading safe, the second leading tackler is gone. That was a safety or turn Johnson who ate 86 total tackles. Um, 
Terry Jones, the third leading tackler at 62, does return. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think Henderson's kind of the guy right now to be rostered for sure. Anybody else is kind of just like a, a watch list kind of guy and, and see how see how things shake out once the season starts. All right, moving on next to uh, Texas State. Um, and this guy should definitely be rostered in your C2C leagues if you're counting tackles. And that's uh, defensive lineman Jordan Revels. He was their fourth leading tackler last season with 69 total tackles, uh, 27 solo, 42 assists, four and a half sacks, one pass defense, one fumble recovery. Again, um, almost 70 tackles, almost five sacks. That's from a defensive lineman. That's 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 up there. That's going to be like a top 10 season. And so he should be rostered if you're in leagues that are scoring IDP, um, especially scoring tackles. Uh, but probably not going to offer you much in terms of uh, NFL potential. Uh, the last team to talk about is the Troy Trojans. Um, we mentioned um, in an earlier episode that they did have a, uh, a suspension. Uh, TJ Jackson, who was their leading sack guy last year, um, is suspended indefinitely. So we're not going to really talk about him. But we are going to mention two other guys uh, that, that maybe can pick up that slack. Um, and that's, you know, uh, Edge, Javon Solomon, um, who had 44 total tackles, four and a half sacks. Uh, 20 of his tackles were solo, 24 were assisted. And then the other guy is uh, Edge, uh, Richard Japuner, who had also had 40 total tackles. He was their second leading sack guy with seven and a half sacks. Uh, Jabuner had 17 solos and 23 assists. Both of those guys, assuming you can play them at defensive end uh, or defensive line, should be rostered. Um, and perhaps, you know, they'll, they, they'll, they'll pick up some more stats with the suspension of of TJ Jack, Jackson, and that's J- Javon Solomon and uh, Richard Jabuner. Jabuner is, was a transfer. I believe he was a transfer. Um Yep, he came from Auburn. He played his freshman season at Auburn, and then he's played uh, the last several years at Troy. Um, 6'3", 229. And then um, Solomon is 6'2", 249. Uh, Both good size. Again, I don't know that either one of them offers um, any kind of NFL potential, but – you know, that kind of remains to be seen. Um, the, the other thing to kind of look out for is to see who is going to step into that role um, vacated by Carlton Marshall. Um, and, you know, they've had a lot of transfers in at the linebacker. Uh, they got guys returning. And so it's kind of, you know, as with anything in, with the G5, news is very sparse. So I'd be paying attention to that week one depth chart, looking at those week one results and see is there a linebacker that's kind of stepping up and um, taking on uh, that Car- Carlton Marshall's role and, and getting those tackle numbers. Because if he, if there is someone, that's someone also that should be rostered in your college fantasy football leagues for college production. All right. Uh, 
so that's kind of it for this week. Um, if join us next week, uh, hopefully Hollywood will be back. And, um, you know, next week college football is back full force. We just kind of, uh, had week zero where we had seven FBS games, but, you know, have a full slate, uh, going next week with games starting Thursday. Um, so join us next week as we talk about, uh, what we, what, you know, what happened in week one and, and players, uh, that you should need to be looking out for, for your IDP college side rosters. And with that, we'll see you.